You're listening to the Rob Review Podcast. Evan Rob and Laura Rob share their thoughts and opinions on teaching, learning, and leadership. And now, the Rob Review Podcast with Evan and Laura. This is Evan Rob, and I am here today with Laura Rob. This is the Rob Review Podcast. Welcome, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here, and we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, one that's coming up soon. Yes, we will, because we want to wish all of our viewing audience a happy new year. A happy new year and a joyful one. And you know, Laura, part of part of a new year is, is a resolution, and what we're going to talk about today are some resolutions that we have, uh, some professional resolutions that are important to us, and we want to share with our viewing audience, and we hope that those of you who are listening... Um, can understand some of our resolutions, but also work on your own resolutions as you head off into 2018. And you know, Laura, I always begin podcasts with my stories, and I, I don't, I don't really have a specific story about resolutions and the people that taught me. But what I can tell you, and anyone who has listened to our podcast would know that I certainly encountered a lot of teachers who I wish had done some reflecting over their winter break and come to school in the beginning of January for the new year with a resolution because that might have helped me experience a little more success when I was in school. You said the key word, reflection, because uh, when you make resolutions, you're reflecting on areas of need that you see in yourself and others. And we all have areas of need. There's no such thing as the perfect teacher. If you've arrived, then it's time to retire. Boy, that is really, really well said. So, Laura, I'm going to begin with my first resolution, which is something that I've been working on, but I continue to work on. It's based off of the work of Simon Sinek and, and those of you who have seen his TED Talk on the Golden Circle. I mean, it has to do with my personal why. I want to make sure that I am communicating what I believe in, which at its simplest level is uh, the best education possible for all students and always putting students first in every decision that I make, but making sure that I communicate that over and over again at every opportunity because I never want anyone who spends time with me to ever question what I believe in. And the way to do that is I have to continue to be uh, almost repetitive whenever I have opportunities in the things that I believe. And that's part of a, a great leader is that continual communication, which people appreciate. Uh, I don't worry about repetition. That's how we learn, and that's how we grow to understand things. You know, and I will add that, you know, what, what I have found over time is the better that I am at communicating what I believe in, um, the more that I draw to me people who believe the same thing. Because um, people who do not believe what I believe, they don't want to be around me, and that's okay. I don't judge people, but that's just not a good fit. It also helps for hiring staff in a building. Um, if you have a clear understanding of, of, of what you believe in in terms of yourself or your school, you can hopefully hire people that are congruent in their thinking with your thinking and the thinking of the school staff. Okay, you know, I'm going to go now pick up my last point because it really connects to what you've said. Uh, and that is uh, to recommit to ongoing learning. Um, I do a lot of reading every day of books and professional materials. But for me, um, I want to inspire the teachers I work with in school districts where I'm doing long-term consulting uh, to have that same commitment. Um, and I, um, I think that without building your knowledge base about things like project-based learning, student-centered approach, uh, 
words matter, what we say matters to the development of a child, that if you don't have that background knowledge, what you're talking about will not make sense to a teacher. You know, I agree. And, you know, a lot of what we're going to be talking about has to do with congruency between what the adult says or believes and what they communicate to kids. You know, a, a teacher cannot be an, an inspiration to students to be learners um, if they're not a learner themselves. Absolutely. But your why and explaining it becomes the inspiration and foundation for the learning those teachers will be doing. Laura, my second resolution is something that I always work on because I believe this is a choice that every one of us can make, which is I will choose positivity. Every day when I wake up in the morning, I have an opportunity to personally view how the day is going to be. And getting stuck in a negative rut is not a good place to be. Um, being positive is, is important. It's very important for a leader. No one likes to follow or connect with a leader who's negative or, or, or down or not communicating high expectations for themselves or, or their organization. What I have found over time is that positive people will always draw to them other people who are positive. Negative people tend to draw to them people who are negative. Now, there's some negative people who think they're positive, and then they wonder how come they're not attracting positive people. They attract negative people. Those people need to look, look in the mirror and kind of rethink where they are. Absolutely. And again, what you just said relates to one of my resolutions, which is to help teachers and myself, because I'm going to start teaching in January um, this year through uh, the end of May. Good for you. That's awesome. Um, and I, for me, it's important to see the uniqueness and the uh, talent within each child, and everyone is different. It upsets me when I hear teachers characterize a student as, well, she's low, or, uh, you know, uh, he just will never be able to write. It's that negative outlook towards a child that you're really giving that child license to, ful to fulfill uh, your outlook. Yeah, I agree, you know, and that is something that I can certainly relate to because categorizing kids is not fair. It causes a lot of harm, um, and, and teachers or, or adults should not engage in predicting the future of children. You know, there's a really good quote from Carol DeWick, who I know you're a fan of, uh, and one of her quotes is, a test, or, test scores might tell you where a student is, but they will not tell you what a student can be. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to be working with children who are in fifth grade, reading on a mid uh, to high first grade level, and uh, they're smart. I interviewed them, and the conversation I had with them was that I will do everything in my power to support them and help them, but they need to do a lot of reading because that's going to help them and it's going to help me uh, help them make progress. Well, it's certainly a very powerful message to communicate to, to students and, uh, and that's really exciting. And I'm just really, really proud that you're going to be spending even more time in the classroom. Good for you. My third resolution that I'm going to share today on the Rob Review podcast is something that, that I have worked on and I continue to work on as a principal and that is work on creating an environment and communicating an environment to the staff in my building where staff feel that they can be innovative, creative, and they can take risks. With, where, again, I want to repeat it because it's that important, where staff feel they can be innovative, creative, and take risks. If the principal is setting up an environment where people feel they can do these things, these things will start to happen. If the principal is not allowing this, if the principal is a very compliant-based sort of leader, not allowing people to be creative, then these things simply won't happen, or they'll only happen 
um, undercover, and that's not a positive way for them to happen in a building. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a wonderful resolution, uh, and it will help your teachers grow and be positive and learn. They all kind of uh, inter interact with one another. My last resolution is something I'm very passionate about, and that is to continue uh, promoting independent reading of self-selected books. Um, and schools putting money into classroom libraries and building the school library instead of find, thinking they can find a program or on a computer or in print that will uh, change a student's reading. It just doesn't happen. It's a combination of wide-range reading and the teacher being there to support a child. Laura, I appreciate you sharing that, and that that resonates, you know, in in your writings and certainly in podcasts that we've done. And, in, and at its core, it is fairly simple, which is if we want our children to become better readers, they need to read. And if we really want them to become better readers, they need to read with purpose and some intentionality um, as they as they move through their text. Absolutely, and. Now that we've set up these resolutions, I really have to share uh, with uh, our audience that a resolution alone doesn't happen by itself, but you need to create a plan. You need to know where you're starting, where you're going, and you need to reflect on it throughout the year to make sure that you're really meeting this goal. Yeah, I think it's a great point. You know, this is a time of the a year that when you turn on the TV, there are all these ads for all these fitness machines and gym memberships. And, you know, it's great. You can spend some money and get a treadmill into your house. But unless you make a commitment to doing it on, on a routine sort of schedule, you're not going to get fit. You're not. Absolutely. Laura, I appreciate your conversation with me here for our New Year's resolutions. This is the Rob Review Podcast. Signing off, Evan Rob, for Laura Rob. It's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to doing more with you, Evan. We hope you enjoyed the Rob Review Podcast. Check out our blogs at therobreviewblog.com and tell a friend. Thanks again, and see you next time.